I was going to start this one and just like immediately start talking about books, even though we're not supposed to be talking about books. On we this just one. finished the bush, the bush <laughs> segment. We just finished talking about George and George W. Bush. So if you missed that, look under 2020 books review from the podcast. We just finished the books. What if we did a podcast about the bushes? <laughs> just all about the bushes. Barbara, Laura. What are the what are the what are the what are the kids called? Jenna and Barbara. Jenna and Barbara. Which Junior? Barbara let's Junior. Talk, let's talk about that. Why would they do that? Well, Why would they do Jenna and Barbara? You think, that, you think Jenna's her full name? I think it is. It's not like Jennifer or something. No, but even still, okay. Let's say it is. Welcome Jennifer. to the Bushcast. <laughs> say wow. it is. Say it is Jennifer. Jennifer and. Barbara. What, what? I don't understand your issue with the names. They seem fine. They're two names. They're completely different eras. Who has twins and names oh, they're them? Twins? Like, yeah. Well, I didn't know they're twins. Yeah, they're twins. Jenna. Jenna is her name. J E N N A. That's her birth name. Jen and Barb. That seems fine. Jen and Barb. Babs. Jen and Babs. <laughs> Is Babs a short for Barbara? Only with Barbara Streisand. No, maybe with other Whatever. people. Whatever. I think lots I of Barbas go by Babs. I'm sure they do. Barb. Anyway, this is Barbara. not the Bushcast. <laughs> Where were we going with this? Surprise. <laughs> uh, our new project in 2021 is no. called the Bushcast. It's not. I don't know anything about them, and I don't give a shit. Okay. Back to 2020. Okay. I'm here. I'm still here for one more day. If I could describe 2020 in a short phrase, it would be pausing in a fire. Oh, okay. You're taking a walk. Sure. You come across a fire, a small fire in your life, a very small fire. Yeah. But you pause right on top of it. And just let it, just, just feel the heat. Let it burn. Yeah. Could you describe 2020 for yourself in a similar, succinct manner? Well, I wasn't given this prompt ahead of time. Well, you like to work on the fly. I like to prepare. So welcome to the Bushcast. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I've prepared so much material on the bushes. <laughs> Just waiting. Just, just trying to get you through this question. You said you so could do I anything on the fly. You didn't want to prepare. You just wanted to get on the mic and go. Well, we're talking about bushes. 24, 24 weeks a year, seven days a month, taking frequent kidnaps. <laughs> See? There's so much. There's, there's so, so much, much bush there. content by way of Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live. Um, I don't know that I can describe 2020 in a succinct way like that. 2020 for me has been, uh, I, bleh. Yep, that's fine. That's, that's, that's it. fine. That's it. Because I will, so I'll say this most, the people that are in my life on a daily basis know this. I, there aren't many, there are not many. There's like three. So I got a job there six are weeks. Three people. There are at least four in this house. <laughs> Well, three of those people that are in this house are not going to listen to this podcast. Four of the people that live in this house are not going to listen to this podcast. Accurate. Um, I got a job. 
six weeks before the world shut down. Yeah. So, okay. So hold on before you like, because we, my next thing was going to be, let's just talk about what changed upon the introduction of COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, quarantine, isolation, whatever self-isolation, whatever we're, whatever Whatever you want to call it. The name, the many names of, uh, this thing that has happened. Um, what changed, but not, but not global pandemic because that's redundant. Some um, people are so wound up about just me. I'm the only one that's wound up about it, and it's only because somebody else told me to be wound up about it, and so I am. It's and fine. We're, people are even, trying their their I damnedest. Don't even remember who the person was that told me to be wound up. We're so, just we're just trying our best to sound um, smart. Yeah, I, like yeah. <laughs> I what changed was that I got a job six weeks before the pandemic hit, and. Those were six weeks of wonderfulness. And for the last nine months that we have been in this version of our lives, 10, having that job has been vital, like literally has, and I will use literally in its truest sense, has saved my life as I know my life. Right. And I couldn't have made it through with this. My life would not look the way it looks today if I did not have this job. And that's for sure. So. So Diana got a job (laughs) and I stayed at home with the kids. Oh yeah. My job is essential, by the way. I'm an essential employee. Right, so she never paused. Never for even one day. She never paused. Nope. And I, now and forever, as far as I'm concerned, that I can remember, stay at home with the kids and either neglect them or do some Version of semblance shame of parenting. shame parenting <laughs> regarding schooling. Um Shame parenting is a is a phrase we've coined this year, or at least uh, come become more intimately acqu- acquainted with. Acquainted with, where you know, and you know, as a parent, <laughs> you know, you sort of try to ignore the children until they've done something that you can't ignore anymore, and then you have to address it. But you feel inadequate. You feel incompetent as a parent because you have not um, reasonably addressed the issue during its ongoing phase. Because it's been going on. Yep. It's not like this, this is nothing new. Whatever the event is, it doesn't matter. Whether it's, it's uh, grades or uh, tracking things through the house, leaving things open, not doing chores... Um, making messes, uh, bathrooms being disastrous, whatever it is, it's been going on. It's, today is not the new day. And then you shame parent, yep. which usually involves yelling and blaming and, and rage. And a lot of that, all of it, <laughs> is due to your own feelings inside. It has nothing to do with your children. Bless them. They are trying their... They are living their lives as children do. It's yeah, not they their don't fault. Know. They don't know. And so I have observed, having become the stay-at-home parent, 
shame parenting. And it's not pretty. Yeah. Anyway, that's what shame parenting means to me. That's what it means to me, too, because I still have it. So I stay home, and I try to avoid slash help the children as I'm able. I'm grateful that you do that. I'm grateful that I don't do that. Because if I were to stay home, I might only be here, let's say, maybe 50% of the time. I don't no. know. We, we, I don't know. We don't I, yeah, know. I really, I really don't know what it would, what it would have looked like. But I, there are, I've had thoughts about how I felt about parenting before my children were in school all day, and I know, I remember because it's close enough in history that I remember how I felt about being home with the kids all day, and so I just. To never, I mean, they at least like went to preschool or we had playdates with friends or they, you know, uh, there were things to break it up. And I can't, even though they are older now and universe bless that they are older now. That yeah. they, they, we see these parents with, 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 little, with little kids. kids and... Shout out to the Myers and shout out to Britt and Joey. Yeah, these f- friends of ours with I little mean, kids, like bless them. I cannot imagine what that would be like because again, I remember what it was like to be home with the kids and how suffocating that was for me as a parent. So, this job and like and on top of it, I really really like my job. I work at the coffee shop that we have loved for the last 5 years and I really really like my job a lot. So, it's been the best thing for all of us. It is still super fucking stressful and I'm still stressed about it a lot of the time. So not so much the safety anymore, which I found I've just gotten used to for better or worse, but there were definitely moments in the beginning where I was like, should I be doing this? This seems like maybe not something I should be doing. I mean, who was it that we were talking to the other day? I think it might've been, um, tab and Earl. Maybe. Maybe just, no, no, it may have been Abby on Sunday. Like, we're all making tons of wrong choices. Right. <laughs> it's just the degree to which the choices are wrong. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's been very difficult. And it's been optimal. We have lived optimal lives. This is, I've been saying it from the beginning. This is the best case scenario, and it's terrible. Right. So I cannot imagine what, what other... Other people have gone through. Yeah, if we both had essential jobs and the kids were left to do school here by themselves or we were trying to get them in school in person, like, I just, I can't imagine. And I recognize fully that there are people in all manner of difficult and and dangerous and violent situations that we're not in, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that being said, it's still still super hard. Best case scenario, and it's still terrible. Um, I am, I'm an introvert. What? And I value time alone, and that has nearly disappeared. Given that most of my alone time, um, oh yeah, most you're, of my alone time came from two two places. One, waking up at five thirty in the morning. At some point during the pandemic, I stopped trying to wake up at five thirty because there was no point. I was only going to be awake longer. And it just, somehow that was more painful for me. Yeah. And then the other place that I didn't realize, and this is perfect segue into our next 
topic is the most surprising things of 2020 is that I miss my commute so much. I didn't realize that I had 45 minutes at least twice a day, morning and afternoon, to be completely alone with no one to bug me, around me, nothing. It was just, I mean, granted, I was driving, but I, I don't care at this point. Right. Completely alone. N- nothing else going on. Um, I, I miss that. What was the most surprising thing for you? Or has been? Oh, I had an answer the other day. I have two more. I can keep talking. Do you remember what mine was, though? <gasps> oh, no, I remember. I learned that I really like red wine. Oh, yeah. This is a huge. This was a huge deal. So huge. This is is a huge deal. Life changing. Uh, Ben really likes wine. He's liked wine since the day he first tried wine at that wine bar in Fairfax with Shelly and her (laughs) ex-husband. Um. And I have tolerated red wine maybe a handful of times since then, since I started drinking. And I have had white wine a couple of times, but it always gives me a headache and blah, 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 all this stuff. So basically, I just don't drink wine. And then we were at uh, Lee and David's and Lee had this bottle of rosé. And I don't know why I said yes to it, but I did. Probably. So, because I, yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's not like gin. I won't not drink it. <laughs> I won't drink gin. But anyway, so I had this glass of rosé and I liked it a lot. And so you asked her what it was and we got a picture of the bottle and we could buy it at Wegmans. So I started buying this bottle of rosé and we started drinking rosé once a week on the patio on Sundays. And then at some point I had red wine and I was like, oh, I like this. And now we drink red wine regularly. And that has been a big surprise of 2020. I was not expecting to end the year liking red wine, but I do very much. End the much. year being a mature adult with a right. palate that is drink, complex. I can drink and whiskey. Robust. I can drink whiskey straight and I can drink red wine. It's all, I'm going to be all right. I'm be all all right. the surprises, not surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I actually did have another surprise, but now I can't think of what it is. Maybe I'll remember while you're talking. Um, Well, how much I miss my commute. I already said that. And how much I have grown to love yard work. Oh, yeah. I have, well, and I don't now because there's not really much to do and it's gotten cold, but I was doing yard work like every day during the fall, raking leaves because that was the only time I could be alone with no one bothering me. Yeah. And it, it was it fantastic. It. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, I can't think. I, I know I had another one, but I can't think of what it is, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, right. New things that have started mm. during. So I'll start with, you mentioned Sundays drinking rosé. We now do cigar Sundays. Where every Sunday afternoon, maybe we've missed once, maybe twice. And only because of rain. Right. Well, even in the rain, we did it once. But we go out to the patio, uh, rain, shine, heat, or cold so far, and we share a bottle of rosé. I smoke a cigar, and we often will... Well, we were... David Bazan was putting on uh, concerts weekly 
on Twitch, but he stopped doing that for, but for a long time we did that. And then we were doing various other zoom calls or other videos with a bunch of these authors that we've been reading and listening to. Um, and most often sponsored by Haymarket books. I feel shout like out, shout out to Haymarket books. Yeah. So get you, get you a book club membership. That was the, that was like, I don't know. I feel like that's been the most consistent thing. For sure. That we've done. If Kianga Yamada is on a call, we're watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was the best part of all summer long. That was a highlight for sure. Having something every week to look forward to has been. Yeah. And something really consistent that we've, we've always done. Oh. Well, it looks like we have a visitor here. No one can see you. They could only hear you if you were to say words. Are you going to say any Are words? Are you just hugging us and going to bed? You can say something. There's two microphones. Take your pick. Nope. Okay. Come on, not your, not your catchphrase? <gasps> Come here. Come here. What? <laughs> I know. Come on, say give your us, catchphrase. Give us a good one. Toodaloo. <laughs> Toodaloo. Good night, Sammy. This is what you get when we don't edit. Um, no. Really? Turn the light back on, please. Yeah. New things. What new, else? New things. New things. I grew tomatoes this year successfully. Bumper crop. I don't know what bumper crop means. What? Bumper what does crop. bumper crop mean? It just means there's like a bunch, I guess. There was mm. a bunch of tomatoes. The other um, thing we started doing is walking. We are oh. making Springfield walkable. So if you're in Springfield, Virginia, join us. We know five people that walk about Springfield. We're two of the five. And we know, well, we don't know the other people, but we see a lot of people walking. We do. That's true. But they're like, we're, I guess we're more talking people who walk to the stores to, to do their grocery shopping or various We're not there things. yet. We're going to get there. We're not there yet. No, we're, we walk on Saturdays over to the shopping centers. There is a new gluten-free bakery called Out of the Bubble. If anybody is local, the brownies are the, the shit. brownies, the gluten free brownies are so good. And we've been scouting out places for where I want to open a bookshop because I want to open a bookshop. It has a name and a website is coming. And there's that anticlimactic. Well, don't, don't ruin Cause there's still like what's coming in 2021 part of the podcast. Oh, right. Okay. So okay. Okay. So forget um, I said anything about that. We started, uh, Couples therapy. Oh, we did. Shout out to that. We've been in for five weeks. Sure. Something An like that. Of time. Yeah. We, well, we've missed the last two weeks because of holidays, but we'll be back next week. I need to remember my assignment. Well, that's for all our friends who we tell to go to therapy. We felt like hypocrites. So here we are. We did not feel like hypocrites. I felt like a hypocrite. <laughs> Diana felt like a hypocrite. She made us an appointment. And I'm more than willing to go along with therapy. Especially yeah. when your therapist is just so kind and loving. They're the best. Aren't they? They're so well, good. Well, I feel like this one's more kind and loving than the last one. The last one was, I mean, good and kind and loving, but I don't know. There's like a, there's like a particular brand of therapy that's happening, I think. Oh, aren't you so excited to see her in person? Isn't oh that my gonna God, be, I haven't even be... thought of that. You haven't? No. Oh, I have. I'm Ooh. so pumped. because makes me just a little bit it. nervous. Oh, no, I'm so excited. It's going to be so much better. Um... I have one more new thing. Okay. Because I don't. After two long years, I completed my zine. <gasps> and 
the majority of you listening to this probably have a copy. <laughs> but if you don't, if you find yourself listening and don't have a copy, um, I don't know, contact me or Diana. Diana is on Instagram. I'm not really I mean, you on are, but... social medias. Um, not enough that I would see a request, but let me know if you'd like a copy. Yeah. Um, and I'm more than happy to send it to you, but I'm just really excited to finish that. I was very excited. Make a completed work after so long. Um, It was awesome. It does feel a little stale, but it is done. So anyway, anything else new for you? I don't think so. I mean, the job was new. It's weird that that's, we haven't podcasted since I had the job and now i've had the job for almost a year but no i don't coach gymnastics anymore and i have a job that i work okay amount of hours let's move on to television oh the 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 pride and joy the first love of my heart we have we have watched we have become television champions i mean everybody, i've never been such a everybody good, has no you i've never, never been have. such a good tv watcher in my you life you never have i'm so good at it now you're so good at it i'm so proud of you although i'm i mean i'm not as good as, as you are but i'm trying you hard st- you have something to look forward to yeah how can i read all these books when i watch so much tv um all right what's your favorite tv show this year my favorite did you steal show. this one from me jesus christ what I didn't steal this one from you. You stole the book from me. But we don't have the same show. No, I'm just saying, don't do like what you did with the book. No, 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 I'm not. Um, and you can do favorite and honorable mention if you'd like. I have to. My favorite thing that we watched this year was Afterlife on Netflix with Ricky Gervais. I want to rewatch it. I need to rewatch it by myself and I need to just let myself sob. Why it's- wouldn't you sob with me? I mean, I would sob with you, but I would, like, I will openly just weep. So I'm a very morbid person, and I actually don't know how many, how, how public that is, actually. But you, you know that I am very morbid. I know. And this show is about Ricky Gervais's life after his wife dies and how depressed he is. And I, oh, I mean, my God, it is, it's incredible. That show. I don't want to ruin the next um, category of most surprising, but this was a fairly surprising how, just how the show was. Not, Not how good it was necessarily. I'm not surprised that Ricky Gervais made a good show, but... Just sort of the content oh, and gosh. depth it so to it. My honorable mention is Unorthodox. Oh, which is also excellent about a Hasidic Jewish woman who breaks away from the cult. For all the reasons that you might think I love it, I loved it. It was excellent and very, very, very well done. It was beautiful. I tried to record, mo- record not, not like audio record, but write down most of the shows we had watched. I don't know that I got them all. Keep a record of. Keep a record. Say. Of the earth. Of the earth. Keep going. <laughs> um, my favorite was Undone. Oh, yeah. Which is a, like. I, Shout not, out to Bob Odenkirk showing up 
everywhere. He's Bob Odenkirk's really having a moment. He is having a moment. I saw a preview of him in this fucking John Wick movie that he's in. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so ridiculous that he is this character, but it's gonna be so good. Bob Odenkirk <laughs> as John Wick. As John Wick. That's not even what it is, but like it is. No, it is though. Well, I was talking to uh, Gavin, and he was saying like it's like the same people that made it. Like, oh, just, it is. No, no, no. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like they're it's, just making. I think another it's like one. by the creators of John Wick or whatever. Right. He's like the auditor or something. It's so dumb. Um, but Bob Odenkirk plays the dad in this show. It is so. This was recommended from t- like an email. I get Tim Ferriss's weekly emails. You and two million other people. Right, which makes me like a certain kind of person. Um, and I feel also, a way about that, but, but also you should get Tim Ferriss's emails cause he's legit. No. Well, I mean, if he's going to continue to give me these kinds of shows, it is, he, he described it as like psychedelic and trippy and it was, what but it's that? so much more like, what is that kind of animation? So called? I don't know, but there, uh, a scanner darkly, um, is another one of those. It's like essentially they film it and then just like animate, animate the people it. Yeah. over it. Um, a scanner darkly. And there's another one. I'm not going to remember, but there's another one that's, that's just like it where like there's movies that are like that Yeah, where they've, where they've done this animation style. And I think it really works like that. They needed that in order to make it kind of the way it was, but it's also just like really like good story. And like the characters are so interesting. I don't know. It's my favorite. It was like, I really like weird, like I want to. I want something to be creative and like something I haven't seen before. Yeah, no, and it definitely And was. it was it was super interesting. My honorable mention is Perry Mason. <gasps> and it's so funny because this is not my kind of show. You're good. Are you Perry Mason? <laughs> um I I I don't know. I, I I honestly feel like it was like the the aesthetic, like the feeling of the show, more than it was the show. Like the show was like a you know a mystery, like yeah. detective whatever show. But like the the grimy side of L.A. Um, was the the major attraction for me. I I th- I still think about it. Like that's so funny. We are currently watching the Matthew Amer- Reese. Yeah, we're watching the, in Americans. the Americans. But like it is because not. It is not giving me the same thing. No, it's not the same vibes. But Matthew that, Reese is an a Welsh treasure. Sure, but Perry May. I don't know. Like no, Perry May. There's so good. been no other shows where like I've been that excited every night to oh, watch it. I don't even glass know. Flask. It's so weird. The glass flask. The glass flask. Yes. Yeah, one of the, like a woman in the show. Also the... starring Tatiana Malzani from oh, yeah. uh, Orphan Black and John Lithgow's in it. It, yeah. I mean, it, it anyway, was, it was so, 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 it was, it was really also good. so good. It was really good. But like, I don't know that like the, st- like it was that interesting. Just like the, the way that they made it was, Ooh, I don't know, your beautiful. honorable mention has got to be oh that was your own religion i was thinking uh lovecraft country yeah i mean that was a close close third one a joint honorable that one was awesome that was really good um i can't think of anything i didn't like i don't know i don't not like tv that's not a thing i mean should i I finished homeland which was trash but like i can't not watch mandy patinkin what am i gonna do not watch mandy patinkin and claire danes i can't do that i mean should i read through the things that no, i have I mean, listed people the, the people <laughs> sure okay they don't want that is no, that what you're uh, saying whatever they don't care of course they do the queen's gambit 
Oh, that was also good. Pin 15. Yes. <laughs> Lovecraft Country, Black Earth Rising, uh, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Great oh movie. Oh my God, Peanut Butter so, Falcon. So good feeling. Uh, the Leftovers. Oh, The Leftovers. Oh, Kimmy Justin throw sliding naked out of a bathtub every <laughs> day. Repeatedly. I May Destroy You. That was good. That was dark. Uh, his Dark Materials. Blech. Diana didn't like it by the end. I, I, I can't wait to watch the second season. Uh, feel watch Good? Alone. Feel Good was the one I showed you the other day was about the stand-up comic? comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. It was really uh, good. Run. Oh, Run was terrible. That wasn't terrible, but like, it might be the worst thing and on I this list. And I love Merritt Weaver so much, but it was not good. Upload. Upload that was, was surprising. Upload was surprising. Um... Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. My, I can't believe that wasn't my favorite thing. Right? Or my honorary mention. Um, honorable mention. Hintified, which was Hintified the was shit. Hintified was also so good. good. Um, one that you didn't watch, Lost in Space. God, we watched some good TV. Um, which I really liked. Miss Americana? Which one was that? It's a movie. Are you, are you sure you didn't write Mrs. America? No, Miss Americana. Is that a Taylor Swift's movie? Yes. Oh, I can't yeah. believe you remembered that. I love I love Taylor Swift. I cannot do her music repeatedly. You know who else can't? Our twelve year old. I tried. I I was in the car today for three and a half hours with her, and I tried, and she looked at me and just was like, "She's boring, mom." No, I I totally agree. I, I want to, and it, I think she's got great message, but oh it's my gosh. boring. The last her Billie last, Eilish. Her last two albums <laughs> are my musical soul. And the musical boring. soul is boring. It's boring. <laughs> oh God! Uh, the end of the fucking world season two. You didn't watch that with me. That is a sick, sick show. Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. That was good. I am not okay with this. Did I write that twice? No, that was I may destroy you. What is I'm not okay with this? Oh, that's the one. Oh, that's like the one seasoner. I can't tell you enough things to make you remember what it was okay afterlife (laughs) which you mentioned big mouth and dairy girls i don't know if we watched that this year we must have watched it this year we're watching watching it this year um most surprising show i think we both agree maybe is one day at a time (gasps) yes so i we watch shows with our kids and we watched Anne with an e we watched all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All of the good place. All the good place. And then I... W- so each time we finish a show, it's kind of like a... Traumatic experience. To yeah, because we've got to figure out what to watch next. And so I went online and was like looking for what the next show was going to be. And it said one day at a time. And I'm like, a sitcom, laugh track. This just does not seem like it's going to work. But we watched the first... like Maybe it's by the second episode... And we were hooked. Like it's so, oh, it is laugh track it. and it is sitcom, but they touch on tons of like important issues. And it's like the characters are just so lovable. Um, it was really surprising. I'm it. shocked how much I liked it. We finished season three and I was heartbroken that we didn't have yeah. any more to and watch. And now we're, we're trying Parks and Rec with Let's the kids. We'll see if them. that works. Um, if anyone has any suggestions on shows to watch with a... Hmm. 12, 10, and 7-year-old? He's 7. Um, let us know. We're pretty open yeah. for content-wise. Just scariness is the issue, usually. They're such babies. 
Okay. Well, they watched Clue, which I kept waiting. That for wasn't one of scary that. at all. I kept wanting, waiting for one of them to be like, this is scary. It's so goofy, though. I love that movie so much. I don't know. I mean, sure. Nostalgia. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Okay. Um, I think that's it. The last thing I have is kind of just looking forward to 2021. Is there anything you'd like to say about 2020 in closing or in opening? I don't think so. I mean, it just... Whatever. We time traveled through this year in the weirdest way. So it's been awful. And also we've had a shit ton of time together. And there have been moments of that that have been good. I look forward to things like them being able to go to the pool. Or the kids being able to go to school. Or even just being able to go in their friends' houses. Like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't want to take for granted that we're healthy and safe and things have been fine. And I'm aware of the myriad privileges that we enjoy. But yeah, I mean, it's just, just tired. We're all just tired. We're sick of each other. Like, that's the thing I notice the most is that we're all just sick of each other. Yeah. And it comes so. up periodically. It's not always so. that, uh, that hot, but it does come up periodically. Yeah, I'm just done. Right. And, yet, and 2021 is not going to be magically better. So that's the other thing, too. Is I disagree. Like, I mean, I think it has a the ability. People have the ability to just kind of flip us. Not really flip a switch, but they do. Like, it's it's just one of these mentality things where it's like renewed. And yeah. so and, and this time we're starting a year with expectations that can only be exceeded. Eh. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are. My expectations are real low. Sure, but that's the thing is I think a lot of people's expectations are not. And I don't so think so. I think there will be continued disappointment. Um, but as far as things I'm looking forward to, I mean, I really, I really, really want to open a bookstore. And I don't, I don't necessarily anticipate that, that will happen in 2021. But I really want to. And I'm doing a little bit every day to try to figure out how to make that work because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing and no experience, which I am reasonably sure is a good thing because if I knew what I was doing and had any experience, I would realize that this is a terrible idea, but because I don't have those things, I'm just naively going along thinking that I can do this, but I have an idea in my head and I think I can time travel there and I really want it to happen. So. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? Is that all you want to say about it? I I guess. I don't know. It okay. has a name. It has a potential location. What's the name? The name is Revision Bookshop. Do you want to talk about where that comes from? I do want to talk about where that comes from. Do you want to talk about that now or at a future point? Um, I will give a synopsis. So, shocker, it comes from KSA Lehman. He is known for his revision process. And I'm sure a lot of authors are. I, I don't think that he is alone in this. But he heavily, heavily, heavily revises everything he writes. And in his book, Heavy, he even says that rereading books is the reader's version of revision. And that you haven't really read something unless you've read it more than twice. And when I read that, we had already had so many conversations about this, but when I read that, I was like, that's it. It's, 
it's revision. That's what it is. I read Begin Again by Eddie Glaude Jr., which he takes all of the writings of James Baldwin and kind of not reassesses them, but just like sort of interprets them for our current time and talks about them and talks about his relationship with Jimmy Baldwin's writings. And Jimmy wrote about doing your first works over, which comes from a passage in the Bible, which of course I don't know because I was Mormon. So what the fuck do I know about the Bible? You never told me that. And I, this whole idea of just like revising things and going over things and redoing things And so the idea is to have a new and used bookshop. I know exactly the kinds of books that I want to have because I know the kinds of books I want to provide to people that I think are informative and can help progress people's personal politics and the world that we live in and our community. And so, yeah, in my head, it's super clear. I can see it. I can see it. And I know exactly what it's going to be. And I just hope that I can see it through in some measure. Well, my, well, I'm, I'm excited for that project for the extent, (laughs) um, all of its iterations and revisions that it will have in the coming times. My project is similar, but opposite. (laughs) Um, I've been thinking about this idea of revision and redoing specifically that James Baldwin quote, which. So I thought you could see that in the, when I sent you that, like the picture of the page, I thought you could see something about the Bible. That's why I never mentioned it. Cause I assumed you saw. Oh, but I maybe always it's saw not, the quote. Yeah. It maybe is on a different is page. From James Baldwin and Eddie Claude's book. Begin again to do your first works over means to reexamine everything. Go back to where you started or as far back as you can examine all of it travel your road again and tell the truth about it sing or shout or testify or keep it to yourself but know whence you came um and since you sent me that quote and thinking about revision my project for 2021 is to go back through all of my writings um And to, to my best ability, let me see if I can figure out the earliest writing that I have so far. Um, I have some st- stuff from 1983. That's what? like, it's, it's like this little thing that my parents helped me put together, but like oh my, my answers. You're four. Right. And then I think it jumps from there to like 1990. Um, I and didn't then know that. a bunch of stuff, you know, early nineties and then mid and then late. And then, you know, increasingly as time goes on, um, journals and, you know, just poetry that I wrote, just different writings that I have. Wow. So I want to go back through all of that in the, um, in the spirit of redoing, and re-examining and originally i was going to go from earliest to latest but i by accident i read some 2000s era things that i had written and i got real scared about the project so i think maybe i can ease myself into myself if i go from newest to oldest and kind of 
retrace my steps back oh, to who wow. that who that person was. I'm also thinking about li- uh, like making lists of music and listening to that kind of music as I read it from that time period that I was listening wow. to. Anyway, I'm excited and scared about that project, but um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of next. That's and I got awesome. a couple ideas for new zines too. So yay! Um, none of which pertain to that project although no, it's fine we gotta sell the zines at revision i'm it's sure fine. i mean we'll, we'll give them away for free yes <laughs> with every purchase of a book you get a free zine right um anyway so that's that's kind of what i'm looking forward to um but yeah just a lot of redoing and as i mentioned before kiese's idea of liberation and what that means for each individual i think is going to be um something i'm thinking about not is the just... word in service of the sentence? Is the sentence in service of the graph? Is the graph in service of the page? Is the page in service of the book? And is the book in service of, and I'll mess up this part, but it's radical love and black liberation. Right? It is not on that page. Oh, that, never mind. It is just in the service of a liberatory vision liberatory vision yeah so um that that quote specifically i mean he he talks all about that um but i'm i'm stay tuned for the kiese cast no it's fine right after we do the bush cast (laughs) i'm more excited about the bush cast he might have some things to say about the bushes maybe we could have him on and ask him Well, that's when we'll do like a crossover episode right, between the right, KSA right. cast and the, and the Bush, Bush cast. Um, we'll have KSA talk about the Bushes. And then, and then we'll have the twins on to talk about KSA. Oh, I hope. I hope. I hope Jen and Babs <laughs> have read KSA. Have read KSA. Oh, bless them if they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out the Googles if you don't know KSA Layman. Anyway, that's... Yeah, that's that. I that's don't know. 2020. That's 2020 wrapped up right there. With some hope for 2021, maybe. It's going to be all right. It's got alcohol in 2021, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Shit. It maybe shouldn't. Well, it's not going to see it for a little bit, but it'll be there when we need it. That and the gluten-free uh, oh, brownies. The, brownie? <laughs> the gluten-free brownie better be there. That's all I need. I know. All right. It's been a fun ride with you. Yeah. Thanks for podcasting. I will podcast anytime. I will not. (laughs) All right. Happy New Year. Bye. Toodaloo.